Hi, welcome back to the Politics AF, etc. podcast. I think I should also have on my literature, my meme about the show, should also have like, I should, I should design one. Stop thinking shoulda, woulda, coulda, just, uh, just do it. Oh yeah, I thought of this, uh, when I'm doing kind of like programming, okay, uh, what I'm going to be doing in the near future, hopefully, uh, if I get everything done. Or die trying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, so I thought of this cartoon. This would be fun because I can put myself in the family feuds. Okay, Trista. Add family feuds. What's what's that dude? It's always on my fucking. Okay, for you page on TikTok. Um, not Sam Davidson. Um. Shit, I'm following too. He's kind of like he's he's pretty funny actually. He's uh he kind of reminds me of Richard Pryor. What's that guy? Family Feuds. Okay. So I say um. Uh, name something that irritates. them about you, Trista, and then I smash the button, I'm too smart, which is number one, number one, okay, and um, too sexy for Milan, I'm too sexy for Milan, too sexy for Milan. Okay, and um, two is uh, I'm humble. Um, but there wasn't no, it wasn't. There was one in between. I'm too smart and I'm humble. What is it? I'm too good looking. Too good looking. Cartoon. So that's a cartoon. I'm gearing up to do a bunch of cartoons. And um, whilst doing, I'm going to be making these awesome cartoons. While whilst podcasting and making TikTok videos and campaigning, I'll be drawing and doing. Murals. I'm working on a set of murals based on ancient history. Okay, one is Egyptian, and they're so-called mythology, but you know it's actually history. Hey, that rhymes.
and Sumerian tablets. <laughs> Zachariah Sitchin's audiobook. We're going to be listening to that. We're going to be listening to uh, Enuma Elish again. Dual podcasting. Maybe triple podcasting if I can. Hey, be nice to my little chickies. Okay. I run a checker garden. So that's so the Egyptian, Sumerian, and uh, Native American. I think for Thanksgiving, I should just focus on Native American for today, especially. And I posted about closing the loopholes so and uh, releasing Trump's taxes to us. Finally, after fucking over six years. You know, they've got to have some scandalous shit in there, huh? Um, and, uh, so yeah. Get my basket weaving, make, like, different, different patterns that I like as part of the painting. I, I used to do this to study Chinese. All of the ancient Chinese characters. Um, could even like spray paint it gold and then paint on that. That'd be really pretty, actually. Um, so that gives me impetus. Impetus to focus on specializing in um, Native American and especially Arizona. That's what I want to. I want to study. I want to study. Native American, so-called mythology. I want to study Native American, so-called mythology. But it's actually history. Okay, motherfuckers. Okay. Um, they showed like space travelers and yeah. Study the Dua Kachina. Study of study of the Kachina. I remember in school. I was in the honors program, and there was like, I was kind of surprised. Everybody, uh, everybody like expected that I would do the best, like Kachina coloring, but um, mine turned out really, eh, you know. 
And uh, there were other people whose kachinas they colored were much better. This is, I don't know, like second or third grade. Mm, I think it was second or, second or third. And so it was about seven, six or seven. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Okay. And so now I, sh I should do it again. And also maybe like do a whole one on, on, on this is uh, brainstorming. Okay. Um, Kachina study, uh, study, Kachina study, and uh, Thunderbirds. Love the Thunderbirds. And uh, Coco Pele. Could do one on uh, different variations on, on Coco Pele. And uh, Man in the Maze. Want to do uh, something with that? Maybe I'll make a, make a stencil. Make a Man in the Maze stencil. And what else? Um, aliens, ETs, petroglyphs, petroglyphs, um, like ETs and um, whatever fucking dinosaurs, uh, and maybe um, I should do a whole one on Nazca, uh, not NASCAR, um. Yeah, Nazca. Yeah, Nazca line. Nazi. That sounds so like similar now that I think about it. Nazi uh, or uh, Anunnaki. Hmm. Anyway, so these are some of the things coming up from me. Okay, I posted uh, Turkey Day. R.I.P. for my turkey butts, and I also I'm going to give uh, 22 tribes of Arizona their feathers. I'm gonna keep some myself, but for healing purposes, ceremonial, I use them in. Um, here's a video for TikTok for turkey. I'm going to study TikTok uh, the turkey in Native American lore. Okay. And I have my medicine animals. I have I just bought a book from the Sanavir Mission shops down there on Valencia here in Two Stoned Arid Stoner. And anyway, so let's now get back to the show of Trump going to jail. 
Trump's going to jail. Police drop massive bomb on Trump. Judge police announcement in a criminal case. This is six days ago, though, but I want to know what's going on in that in the George case. Charge. Here's what I say should happen. Charge fucking Lady G. That's his that's his name that the gay prostitutes in the D.C. area call him, although I'm certainly, of course, he's anti-gay marriage. Motherfucking homo. Closeted homo. Um, closeted fag. Okay, I'll call like the homo that I don't like. Fag. Faggot. Faggot. Anyways, I can say that because it's my podcast and I'll fucking say what I want to. Fucking say what I want to. Fucking say what I want to. You would too if it was your podcast, your fucking podcast. So as you guys know, it's really difficult for any of us, myself included, to keep a firm grasp on all of the legal surroundings of Old Donnie. All of the trouble that he's in every direction. Civil, criminal, corporate. Is it just him or is it him and his family in some cases? Him and some of his cronies. It's really hard to keep track. And because of that, some of the really important cases sometimes fly under the radar. And maybe the biggest example of that is what's happening down in Georgia. Because there was just two massive developments. Massive developments from the top cop down in Atlanta making a shocking announcement that has Donald Trump shaking in his tiny little booties because of what it means. And it's also connected to this broad realization and everyone's telling Trump this that despite his mind you know tricks that he plays on himself his effort to announce a candidacy is not working to stall or to stop or to otherwise impede all of the investigations into him and into the corrupt actions of his lawyers and other allies which is a big deal in Georgia Watch this this clip because it really lays out how he, the, these legal troubles aren't going away. And then we'll delve into the specifics. Messaging. Um, Mary, Jonathan Carl of, of ABC News and the author of the great book Betrayal reported on this program that he had sources very close to Trump who acknowledged that Trump announced his run um, for the purpose of making it more uncomfortable and difficult for DOJ to investigate and if they deem necessary, charge him the Mar-a-Lago investigation or anything related to January 6th. What will the result of that be inside DOJ? Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's what Trump had in mind or not, but I don't think it's going to be successful. Um, uh-huh. You know, DOJ, I know there's been reporting, has been considering whether maybe this should uh, cause it to appoint a special counsel, much like Mueller was appointed as a special counsel. Um, and, you know, his candidacy would give, you know, if they were that's launching an investigation after Trump had already announced his candidacy, I think that's something that they would really seriously need to consider. So 
that they could avoid any perception of a political investigation. But the fact is, this investigation, and particularly the Mar-a-Lago investigation, but others, all the others you mentioned at the top of the hour, started long before he had announced his candidacy. And so I think at this point, to think about something like a special counsel, I think there's a lot of reasons uh, against that. They're so far along in the investigation, and it would delay things, and it, is, and it would be used also by Trump to further delay Okay, this is posted six days ago. This is part of Christo Ibalis's um, interpretation of events. What's been happening? It's very coming fast and furious. Ha ha ha! But isn't that lovely? That Trump. The worse it gets for Trump, the better it gets for everybody else. <laughs> That's a good meme. Things, um, you know, if there is eventually going to be an indictment. And the other point I would make is that to the extent he thinks that, you know, if I'm elected into office, I am beyond uh, the ability to be prosecuted. You know, that's not that's not at all the case. Certainly, there's no bar on state prosecutions, such yeah, as the one coming uh, that's being investigated in Georgia, and even that Office of Legal Counsel memo um, that you know governed Special Counsel Mueller in the Russia investigation, and that's been kind of on the books for a number of years. That memo that says it it would be wrong to indict a sitting president. Even that, that is just an Office of Legal Counsel memo. I think it is a very open and debatable constitutional question whether uh, the Department of Justice could indict and prosecute a sitting president. Um, and so, uh, you know, it might be that the answer lies in you can indict, but you don't prosecute until after they're no longer president. There's a variety of ways to look at it. But to be clear, that OLC memo is just a memo. It is binding on the Department of Justice, but of course it can be changed with a new opinion from the Office of Legal Counsel, and it's not binding on courts, and it's not, it's not, you know, no court has ruled on the constitutionality of that. So it may be what Trump has in mind, but I, I don't expect it to stop any of the investigations, and I don't expect it to stop any indictments if they are going to be forthcoming. So then, Mary... So you can see there again that all of the concerns around Trump and his actions, they haven't been abated. One, because there hasn't been justice yet. And two, because, you know, he's still trying to reseek office. So if Donald Trump has done criminal things in the act of being president, you have to assume he will do those things again and you need to stop him from doing them again. Or at the very least, get a full grasp of what he did, why he did it, how he did it. And so... 
beyond uh, the ability to be prosecuted. You know, that's not that's not at all the case. Certainly, there's no bar on state prosecutions, such as the one coming uh, that's being investigated in Georgia. And even that Office of Legal Counsel memo um, that, you know, governed Special Counsel Mueller in the Russia investigation, and it's been kind of on the books for a number of years, that memo that says it, it would be wrong yeah, to indict a sitting bar. president. Even that, that is just an Office of Legal Counsel memo. I think it is a very open and debatable constitutional question whether uh, the Department of Justice could indict and prosecute a sitting president. Um, and so, uh, you know, it might be that the answer lies in you can indict, but you don't prosecute until after they're no longer president. There's a variety of ways to look at it. But to be clear, that OLC memo is just a memo. It is binding on the Department of Justice, but of course it can be changed with a new opinion from the Office of Legal Counsel, and it's not binding on courts, and it's not, it's not, you know, no court has ruled on the constitutionality of that. So it may be what Trump has in mind, but I, I don't expect it to stop any of the investigations. And I don't expect it to stop any indictments if they are going to be forthcoming. So then, Mary. So you can see there again that all of the concerns around Trump and his actions, they haven't been abated. One, because there hasn't been justice yet. And two, because, you know, he's still trying to reseek office. So if Donald Trump has done criminal things in the act of being president, you have to assume he will do those things again. And you need to stop him from doing them again. Or at the very least, get a full grasp of what he did, why he did it, how he did it. And so all those security concerns and everything around them have not been resolved. And as noted, all of this is just courtesy. There is no formal rule, even really, if you really dig into it, there's no formal rule in the Constitution or in any law that even a sitting president is above the law when they're president. But there's certainly no rule for somebody announcing two years out from a contest that they're maybe going to run if, you know, if they win the primary, and we don't even know if he'll run to completion. None of that's going to work. And why this matters in particular, and this gets to the Georgia, is that there are so many cronies in the Georgia case. The Georgia case has way, way more loose ends for old Donnie to tie up. At Mar-a-Lago, there are many, and we'll get to that. Yeah, we've talked about points. that before, you know, the cash patels and things like and that. But in, in, in Georgia, there's like dozens of fake electors and things like that. And critically, the Trump lawyers. And if you want to know how bad it is, even Mike Pence was trashing just yesterday the lawyers who worked for Donald Trump on things like the Georgia case, which we'll get to. I told the president that uh, once those legal challenges played out, he should simply accept the outcome of the election and move on. But he was hearing different voices, and frankly, there were there were some legal experts that uh, that were allowed on the White House grounds that uh, that should have never been let through the gate. So you see there, even Pence, again, one of the spiniest, spineless worms of the Trump administration, you know, this guy continues to, to soft defend Trump in many cases, but even there he sort of says, all of these lawyers coming in, they should have never even been allowed into the White House, clearly saying that a lot of the people that helped plan the fake elector scheme in Georgia were some of these people, Giuliani and some of these others, Pence was very clearly saying, these people are bad news, and then it rolls in to this brand new report that the heat in Georgia is just picking up. And then we'll get in to the move done by Fannie Willis, the top cop in Atlanta, and why this is so bad for Trump.
Well, about a year ago, the Brookings Institution released a report with the known facts of the investigation in Georgia, gathered from publicly available evidence. They published a second edition of that report this week, concluding that, quote, Trump is at substantial risk of criminal prosecution in Fulton County. Joining us now is the author, one of the authors of that report, Gwen Keyes Fleming. She's the former district attorney of DeKalb County, Georgia, which is right next door to Fulton County. She's known Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis for years. Ms. Keyes Fleming, thank you for joining us this evening. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So for uh, we lay people who don't know anything about these grand juries and prosecutions, on the basis of everybody who's testified so far, the information that we know publicly how close do you think D.A. Willis is to completing her investigation? Well, I think there's some reports that she's looking to make some final decisions by the end of the year. Think about the time left in this month for the special grand jury to be able to wrap up the witnesses that you just described, uh, possibly publish their final report uh, between now and the end December. That still gives the district attorney time in December to go before a regular criminal grand jury if the special grand jury decides that there is or makes the recommendation that there's sufficient evidence to bring charges. So, you know, our lawyer experts on these shows always tell us, don't assume an outcome. Never assume what is going to happen. Uh, could you help me assume what is going to happen? Do you think we could <laughs> expect an indictment of the former president? Well, I think if prosecutors could assume what could happen, that they uh, would love to have that gift. You're absolutely right. There is no way to tell. Uh, what these 23 or so residents are going to conclude in the special grand jury room. I think the district attorney was right to be able to uh, get them to, to hear some of the evidence that she has. So this is actually a preview of what a ultimate jury, if it goes that far, would think about her evidence. And so, again, it's it, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what the recommendations are. The Brookings report that we wrote, which, again, is just based on the publicly available evidence. So the DA knows a lot more than we do. Uh, we've outlined a few crimes that we think could be salient based on the publicly known facts. That includes things like false statements, uh, conspiracy to commit election fraud, and possibly yes. a RICO indictment. Yeah. Uh, listen to the, 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 the oh, we, we yeah. just talked about the people who right we on. know, again, publicly, have oh, been subpoenaed. Yeah. Uh, the, the Trump world people, oh, Mark Meadows, yeah. Lindsey Graham, uh, Michael Flynn, Newt Gingrich. Uh, it looks like she's going to get testimony probably from all of them. There are, as you said, some efforts to delay, but you'd like to get oh, it all done. Is there anybody we haven't talked about who you think so. would be central to the investigation who maybe has not been subpoenaed yet? I think folks largely have been subpoenaed. It's a question of whether they will actually testify. And I'm specifically talking about some of the alleged fake electors that she has indicated she wanted to hear from. I think they would be very critical, not only in outlining what their um, actions were in terms of signing those documents and then ultimately being delivered to the National Archives, uh, on January 6th to be counted in lieu of the actual uh, votes from the Biden electors. 
And so I think those folks, again, not only would, would be able to, to provide insight about their own actions, but also who, if anybody, asked them to participate in this scheme. And that may reach people Country higher up uh, in yes. the Trump circle. Nice. So you can see there that this is a brand new report, that the heat is building up, that the risk of Donald Trump and many others in Georgia is bigger than ever, and that clearly one tipping point was the end of this recent election. And with this election being over, now the danger period, the, you know, the quote unquote, unquote political danger period is closed and they can move forward. And what Willis is trying to do, what the announcement, according to some brand new reporting, indicates is that she is looking at giving people immunity. And she is looking at giving people immunity to compel testimony in key areas. And this is very much similar to what they just did to Cash Patel. I know a lot of people hear that and they sort of bristle and rightfully so because it's like you're looking at fake electors, you're looking at Trump cronies. Why should they get deals? You know, if it's about bringing justice, these people may have done crimes alongside Donald Trump. They deserve penalties too, and I agree with you. But if the goal is to really build a case against Trump and the other top kingpins, offering and compelling testimony via immunity is a critical tool because it allows you to stop that person, at least hypothetically, from pleading the fifth if you offer them immunity for the things they would plead the fifth for. This is what happened with Patel. And so this is the big move down by prosecutors and law enforcement in Georgia. They're going to ramp up the case and they're looking at compelling testimony via immunity so that they can nail Donald Trump directly. Uh-huh. And we saw how bad of news Cash Patel's immunity deal was for Trump and how everyone talked about that. Fannie Willis might do the same. Now, some are saying that this is a little bit different, that this may be more of her trying to get around roadblocks that have been set up. But I have faith in Fannie Willis, maybe more than anyone except Letitia James, in trying to take down Donald Trump. If she's giving out immunity deals, it's for the sole purpose of stamping those people down, forcing them to testify to go after Donald Trump. Bad news for him. 